0: Well, Memorial Stadium is going to be host to a couple of 1-2 and two teams this weekend, but one will have a backup quarterback and the other will have their starter, I'd have to imagine. It wouldn't make any sense for Illinois not to start Luke Altmaier in tomorrow's game. Welcome to another episode of ISN Now, joined as always by the Noah Cowell. The I Noah am Cowell. Will Charlton, and uh, like I mentioned too, one and two 1-2 and teams clashing head-to-head, first ever matchup in history. Between these two schools, that's pretty fascinating. But I'm not too concerned about this one, considering that. Oh, this might ring a bell. Casey Thompson, the old Nebraska quarterback, was Florida Atlantic's starter, and uh, unfortunately for him, he tore his ACL last week. So he will, or the week before, it was it was last week. It was last Thompson. week. Yeah. So Florida Atlantic coming off a 42 to 14 loss in Death Valley against Clemson 48. and 48 to 14. That's right. Oh geez, Noah just corrected me. Shoot. Well, happens with the best of us. It does. I guess we have to restart
1: this podcast now.
0: Yeah, we're not going to restart it. We're already, <laughs> already like a minute in, and I've said some good things. Maybe. Yeah, that's a beautiful podcast. But anyways, Noah, just I don't, I'm, I think this is the get right game
1: for this football team. Well, it definitely needs to be. It does, uh, regardless of if it should or shouldn't, because you know the Illini as we kind of predicted, started out the season one and two. Mm-hmm. Didn't really look good in any of those games, but the important thing was that they were able to pull off that first game. Um, still played two really tough teams that you don't even know if last year's team at the beginning of the year would have beat. Because you know, yeah. every team that has you know, new features, new players, a lot of guys leaving, they're going to have struggles like that. And the most important thing last week that I saw was that, you know, despite whatever offensive struggles that the line I had with Luke Altmyer, Aaron Henry... Had his statement game, sure did. Right, if you had a defense or decent offense in that game, actually have, you know, not five turnovers and end up putting up a decent amount of points. The defense isn't on the field as often, nope. And they were even being absolutely exhausted. They shut that offense down for most of the time in a good Penn State offense. By oh, the way, oh yeah, absolutely. Drew Eller's going to be really good. I Granted, agree. it was his first road game, but now you come into a week where it's like this feels like this should be. Like a Chattanooga game like last year. Exactly. It should be like that. Just like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. At least it should be. And especially now with Casey Thompson out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did mention he did play for Nebraska last year. I'm sure we could go back and find our podcast talking about how important it was that they they shut down Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer, Uh who had... You know, like 200 yards the week before that, and what happened? But
0: Grant Thompson got a concussion, I want to say, in the game against Illinois. That's right,
1: that's right. And they had. And then their, they uh, had uh, they had the, the legend thing. himself,
0: Chuba Purdy, come in the game.
1: Chuba Purdy. God, that guy oh, was man. terrible. Brock Purdy's younger brother. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. Wow, but um, yeah, that was the uh, man. Casey Thompson has dealt with a lot of uh, injuries in his career. You have to feel yeah, for him. Kind of. Uh, it kind of sucks.
0: It, like it does, especially now that he tore his ACL too. It's just like, man, he he want a brand new opportunity with a brand with the team who, Fort Atlantic had relative success as a team in the last handful of years. I mean, I want to say, what was it three years ago when they had Lane Kiffin as their head coach in the Conference USA? They went eleven and one in the regular season, or
1: yeah. something like that. Yeah, I I won't fact
0: check you on that, but that sounds it. It sounds, sounds it, right. I think <laughs> that sounds right. I mean, while you, while you t- make your next talking point, I'm going to double check that.
1: Yeah, you go ahead. Um, and so now you look uh, at the backup that they have, as you mentioned, Daniel Richardson. Um, he came in for relief for Thompson when he tore his ACL uh, against Clemson. Thompson actually was not doing well before he got injured, only threw for 49 yards and two interceptions, including a pick six towards the beginning of that game against Clemson, which, granted, uh, Clemson's not ranked, but you know that they're probably going to make a little bit of a comeback there. They've just had a rough start to the season. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Richardson came in, threw 18 for 32, only 120 yards, a touch or an interception, no touchdowns. And, you know, if we look back at his uh, career just a little bit, last year he played for Central Michigan and uh, threw for almost 2,000 yards, still, still 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. So this guy is capable. Sure. But – they're losing a a big boost especially with a guy like Casey Thompson who has right. played Illinois before mm-hmm. and would have a little bit of experience there and now they're going to need a lot of things to go right to come into Memorial Stadium and get the win especially with Illinois already playing really good opponents they're going to like that's just so huge for an Illinois team that you know is struggling but the fact that they were competing against the better opponents now that they have an easier game i expect this to be pretty easy for them
0: and before i uh Add on to what you were saying. It was 2019 when they went 11 and three, won the conference USA championship, and then also over your UAB Blazers. Oh, <laughs> um, and then beat SMU in the Boca Raton Bowl. So they actually played that right at home. That was that's interesting. But yeah, yeah. so 2019, 11 and three with Lane Kiffin as their head coach. That that was the that was the really good year that I remember them having. But yeah, so they start out one and two so far, losses to Ohio at home. And then Clemson on the road. They beat Monmouth at home, forty-two to twenty, which I'm pretty sure it's got to be an FCS school.
1: Yeah, um, and Thompson threw five touchdowns that he game. He did. So he did. Oh, look just... at that! They're
0: saying this game's on Big Ten Plus. Like, no, it's not on Big Ten Plus. I'd probably be calling the game if it was on Big Ten Plus.
1: <laughs> you wish.
0: That would be pretty awesome. Okay. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's on, It's on Big Ten Network, two thirty to tomorrow afternoon. I mean, I'm, I could hope that it would be on Big Ten Plus, right? Or whatever. That's beside the point. Um, but yeah, just. I think the big thing for this game is going to be getting the defense off the field really quick on Florida Landing drives. I think I, I think I expect really quick, like really quick three and outs. I also do I also do expect two
1: maybe three turnovers. From from the Illini defense, yes, force? yes, they definitely forced by the have. Illini defense. Um, if we're looking at the confidence that they could build from last weekend, that I feel like that needs to happen against uh, more than likely struggling Florida Atlantic mm-hmm. offense on Saturday. Uh, but as you look at it on the other end, um, you know some of the coordinators. Bielema talked a little bit about it, but you know Altmaier, the discussion. He had a, a bad game, and some people are like, "I love the look of Paddock." Paddock did what not you look ready about? at like, all. No, he did against Penn State.
0: Granted, he he hadn't had first team reps in a game yet, but still, he had the whole fourth quarter
1: and threw that one good pass to Elsie, which was a better catch than the pass. It was, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was awesome to get Elsie going a little bit there for the rest of the season. But more of that, please. By the way, more of that, please. Yes, more of that. <laughs> but and more Reggie Love, please. A lot more Reggie Love. Yeah, especially in this game. The idea is that you're not trailing quite a bit of throughout the game, or throughout the rest of this season as much as you are mm-hmm. against Kansas or against Penn State. And so you, at least, we hope Barry Lunny will have the sense to give Reggie Love the ball because he looked so good in that game against Penn State before they actually went down big um, and had that, that run to go in the end zone where he was bulldozing those guys. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now you go into this game, Altmaier is still going to be the guy, Right. I mean, Lonnie was talking about how you know this is something you just have to bounce back from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belima has still has so much confidence in him, mm-hmm. right? As he should. And so you go out there. But you saw in the first and, two games, you can't go away from. No, I mean, he looked fantastic in the first two games. He
0: was the like we mentioned, he was the only reason we were in that Kansas game.
1: Yeah, the yeah. only reason. You can't have one game against a really good defense take away from the fact that this is your guy and he That's needs a phenomenal to be your, secondary. He happy needs to Valley. be your guy. Yeah, phenomenal secondary. He needs to be your guy going forward and. All that I'm looking for in this game is for Altmaier to just look comfortable and mm-hmm. confident, and to show that last week he's brushed it off, he's learned from it, mm-hmm. and he's going to still be the confident leader that Illinois needs him to be. Make the make the calls he needs to, um, run the ball when he needs to, yeah, right, and just you know deliver the ball confidently. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I want to see more of him to Isaiah Williams this game. I'd love to see a deep ball that gets caught by Casey Washington. I don't care if it's a touchdown. I'd love to see that at some point. Just, I think this is the game where we find out what this offense is made of. Because this is the game you can kind of have a little bit of fun with. You can see what you're working with. Like, let's say Illinois goes into halftime up 21-3. to In the second half, see what you're made of. Like, try to get a couple more scores and just air, air the ball out. Let Almayer throw it. See, see if he can hit some deep balls. I mean, like, right. this, this is this is the game, especially without Casey Thompson. That if you're on the losing end, this is gonna be uh, this season is going to be a wash. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but if you're on the winning end, which we definitely expect them to be, and I expect them to be in very big fashion, which we'll get into later in the podcast. But I think this is the game where we can really see the arm of Luke Altmaier go to work, and I also. And I'll let you make your next point, but before you do, I also want to uh, bring up that I want to see a lot more Reggie Love, like I said, because of the fact that the Florida Atlantic uh, defense has allowed a lot of some pretty good yards on on rushing. They allowed 163 to Clemson last week, and then to Monmouth, even they allowed 112 yards on the ground. So Ohio 151. So I'd love to see Reggie Love burst out in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, you mentioned that the Alani should, you know, win this game easily, and you know, this could I, I, I wouldn't say be a statement game for the offense because at the end of the day, like it, you it mentioned. Can be. It, it the Fort Atlantic defense yeah. has not proven themselves in the no, slightest so far. But at, at the same time, you want like this is the optimal game to have the deep threats to to show your length down the field. Whereas last year, you didn't see that a whole lot from a Bielema offense. Nope. Uh, you, you saw more of running the ball, getting the 10, 15 yards down the field. Which has always been his place.
0: identity with how the good running backs yeah. he at Wisconsin. But like that. I think but, yeah. it's
1: time to really show Altmaier's strengths. I think it's time to, to really look downfield and, you know, have honestly just have fun with it. Like mm-hmm. have a game where you can really see the offensive potential and then go into the Big Ten schedule – Especially with a, a potentially rough game against Purdue, we'll see how Wisconsin plays against Purdue tonight. Right, we will. We will. Um, but you know, regardless, going into Purdue is a hard place to win. And
0: um, now, funny enough, the last time Illinois beat Purdue was in West Lafayette. Yeah, Which was that
1: twenty nineteen? It might have twenty eighteen. Been it's yeah, it's been a while because I know they didn't win in twenty twenty one. Lost like what thirteen nine? Yeah. So. Yeah, Illinois needs to go into that Big Ten schedule, Mm -hmm. like that actual Big Ten schedule. I know they already played Penn State, but they need to go in there with some sort of confidence and know what they can do, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just something. You can't see them struggle offensively against Florida Atlantic and go in with really any confidence then into West Lafayette.
0: Yeah, no, this this is the game to get things right, like we're talking about. This is the game to figure out, okay, what are we doing wrong on offense? Let's figure it out. Defense, do what you did last week. Yeah, I. In general, I couldn't name three things the defense did wrong last week.
1: I couldn't. I don't even know if I can name one. Yeah, there were <laughs> there were a few things that Illinois kind of struggled with the first few weeks where they they do the motion, do the crossing routes, right. And we don't. The guy who's covering him knocks into the Illinois player. Mm-hmm. They get like a thirty yard play downfield on third down. Exactly. I think that happened with Penn State. I saw it later on Twitter. Uh, So that happened once or twice, kind of a misassignment or two, but really outside of that, Illinois um, really shut them down up until the end. Uh, And that's really what I want to see too. I mean, I wrote an article for The Champagne Room talking about how what we mentioned in the podcast, like trust the process. It's time to have faith after watching Derrick Henry's defense. Fantastic piece, by the way. That was a fantastic piece. Thank you, Will. Really good stuff. I, uh, I
0: highly recommend you read if you haven't read it.
1: Yeah, honestly, we should we should just put the link in the uh, Spotify bio. But might have to. Um, yeah, it's just it's all about trusting the process that Aaron Henry is bringing, mm-hmm. right? Because Illinois football for so long, you've been told, hey, you know, this new guy's coming, and you might have to trust the process. It might take a few years for him to get his guys, mm-hmm. and every single time, it leads to disaster. But this is different. I'm telling you guys, this is different, and. Ryan Walters, there were no expectations there, so no one expected him. I mean, Alec, great point last Fantastic week when he point. talked about it. But no one expected him to do well in that first year, so no one was raising questions about his abilities. But now that Aaron Henry's there, you can already see the improvements oh, yeah. through
0: week three. It was night and day. Yeah, and, and then now you're going to go... Because they're not facing a running quarterback?
1: I don't know. It could be. It could be. But you're not going to play a quarterback as nearly as talented as Jalen Daniels for the rest no, of the year. No, so,
0: there's not a quarterback so you just who's have to better look. than Daniels on the yeah.
1: schedule going forward. If you, were, if you were in the Big Ten East, I might have a different article headline than Trust the Process, but you're in the Big Ten West. You are in the Big Ten West. And yeah. you're not going to deal with offenses as seemingly as good as Kansas or Penn State. Not even close. And that's just all about it. Like, how is Henry going to motivate his guys to keep going? What even is the best offense that Illinois is going to face moving forward? I, I don't want to say it's Purdue. Maryland? Oh, yeah. It's got to yeah, be Maryland. It's got to be. Because, be, yeah, be. I,
0: I I consider Talia a top three quarterback in the big time.
1: Yeah. So for we'll, now least, we'll for have now to least. wait to see how that'll go. But yeah. it'll really be telling at least this weekend the defense needs to dominate, right? I agree. For you to feel confident. And then going into Purdue, like really tough atmosphere, how are they going to respond there? So you go week by week. But right now, you just have to trust that this coaching staff is doing what it needs to do because when you lose that many guys you really shouldn't expect against real, like the toughest non-conference you've had in a very long time thought it out you shouldn't expect them to I, I wouldn't say toughest non-conference but toughest first 3 first 3 games cuz you have a top 10 oh, opponent yeah. how yeah. many times has that happened for illinois so and also you're going against so you're going
0: against the defending mac champions who are favored again to win the mac Yes. You're going against a team who, had, who was very much improved on the road, has the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year on their team. And I'll tell you, he, he yeah. proved that he should be. Like, as of now. Game. Yeah, he, he sure did. Maybe not against Nevada. But...
1: No, no, that Nevada game was yeah, rough. That but that was I, weird. I still am confident
0: um, that they're a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're 3 and 0 now. So And then you're going against a team who, in my opinion, they could contend
1: for the Big 10 East. They really could. I, I think they will. I, I'm not saying they'll win it, but right. Ohio State doesn't exactly look the best. I mean, they they McCoy's blew out. been picking it up the past few weeks, but yeah, they had a blowout win last week, and that looked a little bit
0: more Ohio State esque, especially against like Western Kentucky too. They're, they've been they've been very solid in the conference USA yeah. for a handful of years now. So that looked
1: a little more uh, similar to what we expect from Ohio State. They right. they blow out all their um, non-conference opponents, but they play North Notre Dame this this week. So that'll give us a really good idea of how that'll go.
0: So we're going to get a really good idea about what Ohio state is as a team this weekend.
1: Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan, those three teams are going to be, one of those three is going to win. I'm also curious to see how Michigan fares against Rutgers this weekend. Think
0: so? I don't know. Hmm. It's it's in Ann Arbor. And that's just one of those games that I don't, I I don't think Michigan's going to lose, but Rutgers has looked decent. Like, pretty darn solid to start this season. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, then again, they've started 3-0 in what, the past, like, three years and then ended up yeah. going, like, 5-7 and seven or they, six, uh, and 6 They always so, have
1: wow. a little bit of buzz going into the Big Ten schedule, and mm-hmm. then they just lay an egg. So, yeah, we'll see. I think it's got to be one of those three, and I think Penn State, yeah. uh, with you. Penn State needs to play, like, really good competition for us to actually know, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it'll it'll be one of those. Penn State's a really solid team. I'm with you. I think if they were a really like really good team, they would have taken a little bit more advantage of the turnovers from Illinois. But that also makes me think that maybe we're not seeing something that we
0: should be with Illinois in like a good way. Yeah. Because I, I that game in I I don't know I'm just kind of saying this to say it, but if a team has five turnovers and you only lose by 17, something had to have gone right, right? (laughs) Because, I mean, if you really think about it, didn't they have
1: four when they were down nine still? 16-7, they had four turnovers. Every turnover did not lead to points. You mean like, yeah, not every single turnover led to points. So, and especially with how good the defense played, like in
0: plus territory for Penn State,
1: it's. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think that game could have been a lot worse. Yeah. That actually. Well, was. they
1: still. I don't know if it was sixteen or thirteen, but they got like sixteen or thirteen points off of turnovers. But it wasn't every single turnover that they 20, got. Twenty, I think. Was it? I 20? think it was twenty points really point off 20. turnovers. Uh, yeah, I know. What well, could have been, right? But uh, we have to we have to put that in the rear view, rear view mirror. Yeah. And just look at that game as a defensive plus, and. Go into Saturday with expectation that that defense will continue that. And I think
0: Illinois is going to play this game like angry. Yeah, I think they're going to come out and look really,
1: really good tomorrow. Well, and it's also there's so much more pressure on this secondary now that they know that their leader Matthew Bailey is out for the year. That's true. That, that's a that's big what's one. really that's tough. A big one. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that happens. I think Demetrius Hill and Jordan Anderson were the other two who tore their ACLs. Yeah. You know, ones a, neither of them played very much. I don't think. Jordan Anderson was he the true freshman who would never played?
0: Uh, he redshirted last year, running red-shirted. back. Yeah, yeah. So third in the depth, up uh, fourth, I guess, on the depth chart. But
1: yeah, neither of those, th- both those guys, didn't play a whole lot. But the main news was Bailey mm-hmm. uh, in Monday's press conference, and I just, I feel for him, man. He was he was fun to watch last year. He was in that defense. He had some big plays. He stepped in a big way in the World High Quest Bowl too. Yeah especially without Witherspoon, Brown, and did, Brown. Didn't he have that interception in the red zone? Or he, did. End zone? he did. He picked, right. picked up Will Rogers. Early last on year. in the yeah, game. He did. So, you know, we'll just have to hope that he comes back better than ever next year. But you really have to hope for so. For now, now that you – it's different when they didn't know to the extent of how he got injured and you're yeah. thinking maybe he could come back. There's still a, a, not, not clear air with that. But now that you know he's out, that puts a lot of weight on those guys' shoulders. So yeah. that's another focal point you have to watch. Not just the defensive – line how they're going to uh work against fau and in the rest of the year but you know how it balances so we'll see yeah i'm with you you know it's this
0: is just going to be one of those games that like we've talked about we're going to really find out what the defense is made of we're going to really find out what the offensive is made of and i think if you find a way to just Pretty much get up and never look back in this game, like scoring your first drive, score a touchdown, hopefully in your first drive, and then just kind of keep piling it on. This yeah. could really be a game that gives Illinois confidence moving forward, especially in what is potentially the weakest division in all of college football, <laughs> at least in the Power Five.
1: In the Power Five, I would say it is, but so I would need to do a little more research on that. Well,
0: I guess that's also keeping in mind the Pac-12 doesn't have divisions this year, but um, true. Yeah, I mean, both FCC conferences are. Both very good. ACC. I don't know. I mean, you got Florida State and Clemson in that same division. And then the other one, I think, is going to be North Carolina's to lose. Oh, Duke's pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, but regardless.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Big Ten West, like like we've talked about, I'm still still sitting here right now thinking that Indianapolis is
1: not out of the picture whatsoever. It's not. Because you still haven't played a single Big Ten West team. And you don't know how they fare yet against those spotters. So. No. so nothing. Like, nothing's out of the picture.
0: I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I see more than, like realistically looking at the schedule, I don't know if I see more than two losses on it. I could see a third, and I think it, it, I think it's that game next weekend.
1: Well, we still don't, I mean, Illinois really hasn't, I mean, they've proven themselves against a seemingly good Penn State offense, but it's so early in the season yet that you haven't played any of those opponents. I still think nothing mm-hmm. is really proven? No, nothing So I'm not gonna sit here and say that I can't see more than two or three losses in big time play. True. I've watched this Illinois team enough throughout the years that you just never know what's gonna happen. Last last year year we were like we can't see them winning more than eight games and then they had potential to win ten. Or even maybe eleven. So Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and say, Oh, I think they could lose just two. I could see them losing to Maryland. I could see them losing to Iowa, I could see them those losing. Those are the two losses that yeah, I saw. I, th- those were the two most likely, which is why I mentioned them mm-hmm. first. And then, I mean, still, Purdue is a tough place to win at. Wisconsin could surprise. I mean, I've, I've seen it happen before. So you yeah. just never know with this division. But you don't. Illinois should go in with a lot of confidence if they're able to handle FAU pretty easily
0: tomorrow. And I think we're going to have a really good idea in our recap podcast after the game tomorrow with our post-game thoughts about what we can expect to see moving forward, especially when we play again. Like, we have an idea of how the team is going to look going into West Lafayette the weekend after. Yeah. So, I agree. Well, uh, we'll make sure that we do a recap episode right after tomorrow's game. Of course, that will be up on Sunday. This one, obviously, is our preview of the game. And uh, speaking of previews of the game, how about we predict the game? Noah?
1: Sounds good to me. I think the Illini, um, they come out of the gates rolling. Uh, i think think I wouldn't say you start with an opening drive touchdown, but I'm thinking opening drive points regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, they go up 17-0. I think they allow a, a touchdown mm-hmm. at some point in that first half. I think they end up winning uh, 34-10. Okay. That's mine. Okay. So, like, I also agree that first drive points, whether it's a
0: touchdown or a field goal, And I think this is a game where the Illini get up early and never look back. And I think at halftime, like I said, it might be like 17, 21 to 3. I think Florida Atlantic gets two field goals, but they never find the end zone. And I'm calling it right now, defensive touchdown. There will be a defensive touchdown. From who? Two to three turnovers. From
1: who? Is this a fumble or a pick six? (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. I I... Let's just hear you say it for the fans. If it's right.
0: Johnny Newton strip sack. Okay. Tariq Barnes recovers and scores. How about that? I like that. I All like right. that. All right. <laughs> He's blitzing.
1: I'll tell you what, if you get that spot on, I will freak out. <laughs> do I get any incentives that I get it right? Um you can feel proud of about yourself. Man, I already do feel proud of myself. Okay, get over yourself. <laughs> Whatever, man. You can feel right. even prouder. How about that? Whatever.
0: I got the Lions winning 31 to 6. 31 to 6. I think Altmaier is going to throw for 250 yards. I think he'll throw a touchdown pass. Reggie Love, I think he I think this is the game where he rushes for over 100 yards. I think we're going to utilize him more. So, I got the defense going a touchdown, Altmaier going for 250, Reggie Love rushing for 100. All right. Yeah. 31 to 6. So, hope you're right. And uh, you know, We'll have to just go to Memorial Stadium at 230 hoping for this kind of similar
1: thing. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of expecting it to be around the scores we just talked about. I really yeah. am. I mean, that's usually I give predictions that I do expect. Will I hope you do too. I, I give my predictions
0: to I'm just messing with you. Yeah.
1: Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. This should not be a close game. And if it no. is, you're a little concerned going into the mm-hmm. next weeks. So, we'll but, see how it goes.
0: Like we talked about, matchup of two, one, and two teams tomorrow at 2.30. It'll be on the Big Ten Network if you cannot come to Memorial. But should be a fun one. Last non-conference game before Illinois gets the ball rolling in Big Ten play, officially, I guess you could say.
1: And, uh,
0: yeah. But anything else from you?
1: I'm just trying to... The picture of what will happen if you actually get that prediction right. Uh, it'd be really funny if, if Johnny Newton gets the, the strip sack and then Gabe Ackes takes it takes it to the house. You're just that, that close. That'd be funny, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's more likely. Yeah, you think so? Probably. You, you think when, when Johnny goes up to the quarterbacks, he's like, here's Johnny. Probably. Yeah.
0: Because they're scared of him. I mean,
1: who, who would be. be
0: scared of the top defensive lineman in college football? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm willing to say that. I wouldn't it. blame him. You know, I'm willing He, was the, to say he was the best defensive lineman, defensive tackle in the nation last week, so. And that's
0: only start. He's looked fantastic these last two weeks, and I think he's finally got that confidence going. So, does. Good luck, Florida Atlantic. Try, ha- try having fun to contain him. And uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about him in a very high way after tomorrow. But until our recap episode, we'll see you next time on ISM Now.